what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Welcome to episode 10, volume 4 of the Fantasy Formula, the world's premier fantasy football podcast with a little bit of sports betting sprinkled in, topped with a little in-depth commentary regarding parenting, bachelor parties, and why bacon tastes better when you are hung over. Mmm, bacon. Bacon, yummy. Staring at me from across the booth today, his hair is a little bit grayer. His eyes look a little bit more bloodshot and baggy, and his need for Viagra just went up about 40%. Let me introduce you to the 40-year-old phenom, the birthday boy, Hank. Welcome to the 40-year-old club. Happy birthday to you, buddy. Thank you very much. I'm glad to be here. Day after my birthday, it was yesterday, but you know, I don't don't feel any smarter. I don't, I do feel a little older. Yeah. Um... Started getting gray hairs. You I know. see them. I see them. Yeah, it's it's not it, it it's not for the the faint of heart. I gotta sure. tell you. Yeah, Hank. You know, before we we came on today, I mentioned to you because I'm 42, right? God. So I know I am old as dirt. I, but I feel really when I look in the mirror, I don't see 42. When I do my everyday things, I don't feel 42. I feel. A solid twenty-eight. That's what I'm. I'm giving it a twenty-eight. I love twenty-eight. Yeah. What do you? How, how do you feel? I I probably feel about that same. You feel age. about? Yeah. Yeah. I probably feel. But you know, twenty-eight, thirty. Thirty. Yeah. Thirty. You know, 30. I, you still got a pain every once in a while sure. that you certainly didn't have at twenty-five. Oh yes, sir. The pains hurt, but you know, we were talking. It's a mentality, okay? So when you turn 40, you still feel the same. You, I mean, we kind of look the same. We're young looking, but we're taking good care of ourselves. But I think back when my mom and dad turned 40, they had a party, you know, and I was just a young fella running around probably, I was probably in junior high maybe. Yeah, I was in junior high, maybe early high school when they turned 40. And I kept looking at them. They were dancing, and everybody was celebrating, drinking shots and all that stuff and drinking Pabst Blue Ribbon. I think that's what they did back then. (laughs) But – um. Thinking, God Almighty, they are old, you know. And I have surpassed that, you know. I passed that forty-year-old, yeah. so I don't know. My mind, my brain has just changed my way of thinking now that I'm forty. You know what plus. somebody, you know what somebody told me, and it's a great, it, it, it's a way to keep you young. 
and I, I firmly believe this. And he, I, he said it to me when I was like 30 and he was 50. And he was like, listen, let me tell you something. Because I was getting on him about age. Yeah. I was talking about how old he was right. and how terrible he was. <laughs> he said, let me tell you something, boy. The top 10 things that you're thinking about, they're still the top 10 things I think about. But they're just in a different order. Yes. And I appreciate that. That is brilliant. They're yes. just in different order. Absolutely. So, you know what? In my age, I'm starting to get a little bit wiser. Maybe. Probably mm-hmm. not. I've seen what 40's done to you, and it's not made you any smarter, my friend. No, and I've seen what it. those other 40-year-olds are doing, and it's not made them any smarter. But it has given me an appreciation for that old man yes. out there. And one more story I'll tell you. I talked to my dad yesterday about this, and I said, Dad, I want to thank you. I want to thank you for the time that used to let me walk in your house, have a beer with you, talk about politics, insurance, the job market, and you used to look at me and make me feel like I knew what I was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Knowing you had no clue, right? He but he said, made you feel that's he great. He said, listen, that's great. I needed you to be part of that conversation, <laughs> and I knew you didn't know anything, and I had to get you here so you'd appreciate it. Oh, so wow. when I look at my son now, I got to have that same, that same cautious optimism for him yes. and i'm gonna let him look like an idiot <laughs> and not call him on it every once in a while do you did your dad tell you any specific stories like let's say you were talking about insurance like what would you say yeah dad that's a that's a good rate or like what would you say what kind of conversation i'll tell you a great one <laughs> i'll tell you a great one when i got out of school when i was interviewing i started waiting tables mm-hmm. okay and i was waiting tables and i was making a lot of money you know it's cash you know sure. I, was, I was working at a restaurant that was really great so I get interview. I interview for this pharmaceutical job, and making just a couple thousand dollars less for the year or whatever, insurance, car, right. everything. I said, Dad, man, I'm making more money over here. He <laughs> said, I'm going to only tell you this once, boy. You need insurance, and you're going to take this job. <laughs> All right. You can't work at melting pot for the rest of your life. No, <laughs> no. But it was that right there that I thought. This cat knows what he's talking about a little bit more than me, and maybe I need to do this jump. Yes. And I'm glad I did. Very I'm good. glad I did. Dads are wise. You know, they are wise. And we don't realize how wise they are until you become older, like you, like you mentioned right. before. And, you know, my dad's 83. So my dad's an older mm-hmm. dad. And uh, to hear, you know, the generational gap is, is – and it's for good stuff, too. Because he, he looks at me and he says, you know, you've done more – so his generation used to walk in the house, he used to grab a drink, read the paper, right. kiss us after my mom had fed us and got in the tub, he'd kiss us goodnight and we'd run upstairs. Right. Now I love my dad and I have a great relationship with my dad. Now my dad will look at me now and he's like, y'all boys do more with your kids and have done more with your kids in the first two years of their life than I've done with my kids. And he, and he doesn't like that, but he, you know, but that's the time. Sure. That was the time. And so I think it's made us better dads for it. Because I know you're a good dad. I do. And I, all, our buddies are all good dads. Mm-hmm. But it's basically the time we spend. Absolutely. Because I remember exactly the same thing. Maybe a little – my dad's 68, so he's mm-hmm. a little bit younger. But um, yeah, mom was the one that did all the stuff, you know? Dad brought home the bacon. Sure. You know, he brought home the bacon. So when he got home, he sat in his chair. He read his paper. And he drank his beer. That's how it was. 
Yeah, so anyway, I'm feeling you there because we don't do that. We still drink our beer, but we make sure we take care of the kiddos. We're we're taking them to soccer practice. We're coaching. You know, we're feeding them when we have to. We're doing all these things yeah. that my dad and your dad, they never even dreamt of doing. Really. Lord, no. You know? Lord, no. Well, yeah, the times are, are, are changing, as Bob Dylan said. Hank. Thank you for that sweet, sweet commentary regarding Thank you for your- the 40th uh, the fortieth <laughs> yes, birthday. Absolutely. That's very nice of you. Let's talk about something else here on our commentary list here. I'm, because I did get a text that said, you know, y'all show is pretty special. I cut it off after the first 20 minutes. They listen to the commentary part of, like, what's going on. They don't even care about the fantasy football. You're probably in the dead last place of your league, though. Dead right? Last. Dead last if you're not listening to us. But that was quite a compliment. So let's keep the commentary going just a little bit longer, Hank. You went to a wedding this weekend. I did. The wedding was in Asheville, North Carolina. It was? Yeah. And it was at the Biltmore House? Yes, it was. So let's start there. Let's on the grounds. Me, on the grounds. Rounds. So tell me, give, just paint a picture for the audience here. Go ahead. Okay. So I get up. I wasn't able to uh, get up there until maybe three o'clock. Met my brother-in-law and sister-in-law at a very nice uh, renovated kind of warehousey bar in mm-hmm. downtown Asheville. They're having Oktoberfest, so there was a lot of activity in Oktoberfest up there, which I also know is down here. I bet ours was better than Asheville's. <laughs> oh, I bet you theirs was terrible. <laughs> So we uh, we sat there and watched a couple of games. Watched the Mud Bowl that was oh, the NC yes. State game, crazy Auburn game. Watched a couple of different games. You know, started the Tennessee game, whatever. So we go back to change, and I ended up staying in this VRBO with my brother in law and sister in law, which was about six hundred square feet. No, 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 it was four hundred square feet. Whoa, yeah, blow up mattress. But we're all real tight, you know. I mean, it sure. was fine. It was fun. We had a good time. So we take. Let me give my first complaint on the weekend. It had nothing to do. Nothing to do with the wedding or the individuals involved. It has to do with Uber. Mm. Okay? I love Uber. Yes. I've never heard anybody complain about Uber. I've never. Now, this, this is going to be a kind of a, a weak complaint about them. But I did not know that depending on the amount of cars that are in the available, Uber cars that are in the, the available area mm-hmm. changes the fare. I didn't know that. Right. You know, you. I was in San Diego a month ago, and there's a billion Ubers there, and they're like, hey, I'll pick you up for two cents. <laughs> right. You know? Give me 10 cents. Yeah, exactly. I got you. Asheville, two and a half times the rate. Wow. Because there's just not a lot of Ubers. Anyway, it was fine. We take the Uber up there. It was just a observation. Actually. Sure. So we get on the uh, Biltmore, which you know is lovely. Mm-hmm. Absolutely lovely. Yes. And there are different venue spots there, and we go to the, the spot that they're having the wedding, and it's a, a restaurant, and there's also a – it's not necessarily a chapel, but it looks like a chapel. You know, I mean, it it's very nice, rustic. Mm-hmm. Ceremony was about 25 minutes, even better. <laughs> and time to hit the bar. Yes. Bride looked lovely. Groom was all done up. Mm-hmm. A lot of fun people. <clears throat> we sit down. We, we have a couple drinks. Mingle, right? Eat dinner. I'm at a table just of just Neanderthal idiots, <laughs> right? And I'll show you a couple pictures, and I wish we had a website because I'd, but it got kind of loose. Yes. Right? So we realized, being 40, I realized I'm kind of getting in deep water here, okay? <laughs> and I'm not a great swimmer. So we say, let's Uber it back. Yes. Well, I get the Uber, right? They call us, they're here. We start walking outside, and we're like, we're going to sneak out of this place because, you know, we just don't want to have anybody eyeing on us. What time are we talking about here that you're... 
Probably 11. Bouncing. Okay. So that's a reasonable time to yeah. leave a wedding. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And it was dying down. I mean, yeah. it was like people were starting to move out. Yeah. Well, as we're stumbling, bumbling out this door to get out to our Uber, mm-hmm. we realized a lot of people had moved outside. Okay. While we're racing to the car, they're saying, would you like a sparkler? Because here comes <laughs> the, the bride, bride and, and groom. groom. Where our Uber was right behind their car. No way. Yes. Oh, wow. Lucky for us, not everybody was out yet, so they were holding off the phone. We jump in the Uber. Yes. Take off. Did you have a sparkler in your hand? <laughs> I don't. I, I don't. I, it might have been a Sparks malt liquor drink. Oh, I don't know, but it wasn't it. a sparkler. Love it. But it was a fun wedding. It was yeah. a lot of fun. Great people there um like i said they look great i think they're in costa rica oh wow to be in costa rica Mm. so it was great how about your weekend well it also was a lot of fun hank not um as eventful as yours no wedding nothing extravagant like that we had a soccer game and our team was tied for first place we hadn't lost all season had a tie but several wins well we go up against this team from newton conover and red devils yeah they are tough this is a Newton Conover in the six to eight year old girls soccer, they have created quite. They have some really good teams because you know Hickory was always the soccer team. Was growing up, right. you know Con- Newton Conover. They have really built their soccer program up. So we didn't really know what to expect. <clears throat> Saw their team. The girls looked exactly like our girls. Nobody was tall or much taller, or right. you know they all look. We all looked about the same, equal. So we get out there, and within the first 45 seconds, I knew we were, we were in trouble. We weren't equal? Yes, we weren't equal. There was this one little girl, and I cannot recall her name. She is the best. She's seven years old, okay? This league is six to eight. She's the best soccer. And I've coached in this little league since Olivia started. Now Lucy Rose is going through. This is like my sixth year. The best soccer player I've ever seen at this age. Not only is she lightning fast when i say lightning fast like she you could put her up against the boys and she would smoke them i mean it's not even close but she is skilled both left-footed and right-footed at seven so at most kids this age and you know you've coached harris and you've seen some of the soccer they all kind of go into a big ball in the middle and you're just trying to boot the ball around and that's what happens well she can get into that little hole that ball um and she can take the ball outside and then she's up the field and she can just weave around defenders. You know, she scored five goals in the first quarter. In the first quarter. And so the coach was like, hey, play defense. Yeah, you please. Know? And she would get – but she's so gifted. Like, she wasn't trying to run up the – she wasn't – that's just – nobody could stop her. Right. So, of course, she's going to dribble. And several – she could have scored ten goals. But she would – at the last second, she would pass it. Like, right in front of the goal, point blank, just she and the goalie, and she would – Pass it off to the side. I mean, I really respect this. I, I was going to seven. <laughs> She's wonderful. This, she is absolutely wonderful. Seven-year-old, it sounds yeah. pretty impressive. Yeah, she really is. And um, Anyway, so that's what we did Saturday. And following our destruction, we got destroyed. I mean, we didn't put a ball in the net. And I've already told you, she scored five in the first quarter. So you can just imagine what the mm. final score was. So we move on from there, go to Barnes & Noble, read a little book or two, got a Starbucks. Um, sat there for an hour or two with my mom. My girls like to read. On a Saturday when college football was on, <laughs> I don't want to be in Barnes & Noble reading. But as I told you all last week, my wife was in Vegas all week. I yeah. was like, you know what? I'm good going, dad. I'm going to do the good dad stuff all weekend. Congratulations, good Thank dad. You. So we sat in Barnes & Noble. Um, I was just checking my phone to watch the games, and they were reading. And then from there, we'll just transition to Sunday. 
We checked out Hickory Oktoberfest. Good for you. The sun was shining. It was beautiful out. I went to the trampoline place, you know, where you saw the little (laughs) Lucy Rose wanted to try it. All right. Okay. So we stand in line. Nobody, nothing crazy. She got strapped in and, you know, started doing a couple little hops, nothing big, and then more confident. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Higher. We're going higher. (laughs) And I was like, do a flip, do a flip, cut a backflip. And, you know, and she tried and she cut a little one. Anyway, so it was. It's seven bucks for about four minutes of jumping. <laughs> we leave the trampoline place. I go get some more tickets to ride the swing in the tilt a world. The minimum amount of tickets they'll sell you is a $12 pack, right? Right. $12 gets you two rides on the swings, oh, buddy. Oh, Lord. I was some like Russell Coley, a friend of ours. He's got three kids he had to buy tickets for. I bet I am not bull hitting you, right? I bet he spent $88 on tickets because <laughs> he had these big sheets of tickets. Like, they were so big, the boys could hold them. That's how many tickets oh they had. Oh, my God. So, anyway, lots of rides. And then following the rides, we rolled over to the food walk. Yummy. Yeah, and so you've got your choice of gyros and turkey legs and, you know, big steins of root beer. And Sausage. Sausages. And Funnel pizza, cake. Roasted corn ears. All this stuff. Funnel cake. Well... If you know me, I'm a very weird eater. I eat weird stuff like for dinner, I might have pickle and some ice cream. Or I might eat half of a Brussels sprout. You know, I mean, I just eat weird stuff and I'll go eat squid and octopus and yeah. cow stomachs. I eat weird stuff. So I saw you at a buffet line last night and the first thought in my <laughs> mind was, what's that cat putting on his plate? I had mushroom soup. That's what that was one thing I had on my plate, and I also I had a crab cake. That's what, <laughs> that's what I had, crab cake and a mushroom soup. Oh, but anyway, so I passed the hamburgers, I passed the hot dogs, I passed the sausages, I passed the roasted corn ear, corn egg or corn ears. Yeah, I pass it all, and I go to the final food stop. It's on the left. They put the good stuff at the end. Yeah, I, I, you know it. And so I was like, hmm. Cajun po'boys at Oktoberfest, shrimp, oysters, flounder. Let's try one. Sign me up. Yeah, let's go. So I get in line. I'm the only person. There's no line. I'm the only person. No. Every other person. That should have given me an idea that I don't need to be here. I'm the only one. I roll up in line. I said, I want the po'boy with every. Give it all to me. The one loaded. Yeah. I get down, Hank, and I get my little girls a hot dog and hamburger. They do the normal stuff. Our daddy's got to be weird. Sit down. One bite of this thing, dude. It is the. It is terrible. The bread is so hard that you bite it and you want to chip your teeth off. Ew. You actually get inside the bread. Then it's really mushy and all the fish and stuff is. Oh god, it is terrible. Oh. Anyway, sounds horrible. Yeah, it is. So that's how Oktoberfest ended for me. I was like, y'all. I ate about uh, you know a quarter. Of it. I was like. I got to go. We got to get out of here. My stomach just already hurts. On the way out, we did get our elephant ear funnel cake for the girls, and then we popped in the car, took it back to the house, and that's how the weekend ended. Hey. Hey, so. Good weekend for Dad. A lot of fun. Then picked up Jennifer at, even drove to the airport that afternoon to pick her up while the football games were going on. I mean, come on. You deserve a medal. blue ribbon for this. So, fun weekend. Um. Before we move off the weekend, let's hit a little bit of the Major League Baseball playoffs that are going, Hank, uh, you being a big, big baseball Love it. guy. Tell us a little bit of what you're thinking, how the playoffs are going so far. Well, I, you know, in years past, you really looked at specific teams as being like the 
you know, there's no way they're going to get beat. And Chicago really has that mentality right now because they've won so many games. Sure. Um, but going into it, uh, I would have thought that there would have been different players right now uh, that are you know proceeding to move forward, like division championships and moving to the league championship. But um, you know, Toronto came in winning the wild card. Then they had to play Texas, who is a, a great team, and you know they have really bad blood, Texas and Toronto. Do they? Oh, they. Oh, hate I each didn't other. realize that. Oh, they actually played each other last playoffs didn't they it did but the reason that they really have that yes okay. yes they did and the reason is because of the bat flip the bat batista batista yes okay so yes. batista played for the rangers organization uh, and they hate that cat i right? see they hate him especially the second baseman named Roden odor okay hates him hmm. okay so it just last year or earlier this year it played out really well that Roden Odor was covering a double play. Batista comes in hard, really hard on Odor. He gets up. They say a couple words. Rodor, Odor pushes him, right? Oh, I remember this. Right in. Boom. It is as clean a shot Got as it. I've ever seen anybody take. And Batista just buckles, yeah. right? Now, I love the Rangers. I pay more attention to the Rangers now because of their Crawdad affiliate. Sure. Right? So I, they hate him. I hate him, yeah. right? And they got... <laughs> whooped yeah, by Toronto. So I, that was a surprise to me. But they've got, you know, Josh Donaldson is an incredible ball player. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's done really well in this season and the, in the postseason. Um, then you saw San Francisco, which, you know, is predominantly a, uh, a team that you have to contend with because of pitching. Madison Bumgarner has proven himself year in, year out. A lot of people thought the Cubs would have a hard time with them. Didn't. Bumgarner said, he said, you know, the thing about this team is we're hard to kill. You know, like you can get us down and our back's against the wall. We're going to fight, fight, fight. And they right. did. Yep. You know, that first game or they were down 2-0, they win the game three. Last night's game, they're up 5-2 in the ninth and give up four runs or whatever. Oh. Right. So, anyway, they are fighters. you, you got to love that Giants team. But I think the Cubs right now, it seems like they're on a mission. Right. You know, and they, they've got the talent to win. But until they do, Hank. I'm not going to buy it. I'm not going to believe that they're going to win the World Series. Why would you? Exactly. I mean, why they would you? They haven't done it in 100 years. No, why would you? And then, you know, you the, the people that they're going up against would either be L.A., who's got great pitching, who I love. they got some old guys on there who I love, or Washington, which is kind of the new group of guys. Mm-hmm. And I think Bryce Harper, a lot of people, you know, find him disruptive for baseball. I like him. I just don't want him to win something this early. Right. I, I mean, I think that he's got a lot to give to baseball, but I feel like I, I want him to – have to fight for it maybe next year but i want him to get this close and not get it yeah if that makes sense and that's tough for me to say that because i want everybody to have a good season but i'd like to see la play in you know play in the uh, national league finals against the cubs right um i'd like to see the cubs win mm-hmm. um and then we've got cleveland um on the other side toronto. There, in toronto and cleveland really shouldn't be in there i mean you know they got a bunch of old fighters too i mean i like mm. their team um and i wish they will curb stomp Toronto. That, and I'm rooting for Cleveland. I'm rooting for Cleveland to win it all. I do, too. I I'd like, like to see Cleveland and the Cubs. That'd be fun. Yeah, would be. That'd be do fun you, World Series. Do you know that TV would hate that? I know they would. They, would, they need to have a Dodgers in there. They do. They do. But, you know, you think about this. Well, I think the nation's behind the Cubbies. So I think the nation and media-wise would love to see the Cubs. Maybe not playing the Indians. Cleveland. You know, mm-hmm. that's probably not good. But if the Cubs make it, it'll get its coverage. Oh, it'll, it'll get a get lot. I mean, the 100-year thing will get it. And, you know, then they got the Bartman. 
You know, how many times yeah. is that thing going to go over? That oh, poor son of a gun is going to get his butt kicked. This He's in hiding. They haven't seen this dude in years, right? Have you seen that, that oh, ESPN any thing? Any 30 for 30, uh, the one about Barman? Yeah. It's fantastic. It is Fantastically fantastic. done. Yeah. One, there's is. a new 30 for 30. You know, not changing the subject, but John Daly. It's going to be great. Oh, Can bet. you imagine a 30 for 30 about John Daly? His life. I mean, what a dipshit this guy was but i mean i want to learn more about him he's just awesome you know he's just interesting and isn't that funny how in sports the train wrecks are really the ones you want to learn about you know i mean the lenny dykstra's right you know i i read i just got done reading his book um house of nails Mm -hmm. and that guy has lived three lifetimes three different lives i mean he really has and that's what draws us to it is tra- sure. the tragedy and then building them back up. That's right. That bring, When we get into football, remind me of mm-hmm. that change in it. So, okay. Um, but the baseball, the, the on the baseball side, I think we've got some, you know, the Cubs got a great team. Uh, Chris Bryant, I think he's probably the best young talent in baseball right now. Mm-hmm. Bryce is flashy. Chris just goes out there and gets it done, will play any position, can play it well, and can right. mash. Yes. I love him. It should be a fun uh, ending to the playoffs. Playoff baseball, to me, is that's the only time I watch baseball. I know you watch it year-round, but it's so exciting. Like, I'm I'm on the edge of my seat during during a playoff game in the eighth or ninth inning. On the edge of my seat. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, it's a lot of fun to watch. So, Hanky, you ready to roll into a little fantasy football? Let's do it. All right, buddy. Welcome to week six of the fantasy football season. Last week, I think you got to you escaped with a victory, and you're now sitting at three and two in our league. Yes, sir. I also got um, through with a victory. I beat the champ. I'm sitting at three and two in that league. I won my other Hickory League three and two, and I won my Raleigh League. I take that back. I did win all three. Raleigh three and two. Other Hickory four and one. Alone in first. Weak league. <laughs> Please, but it's been. I'm, this is the best start I've had in ages. I mean, ages three teams competing for the playoffs. It's good. It's good, Hank. It's good. It's good. Um, so let's start here. We'll start with the buys in week six. So not too many buy teams and, and not big fantasy players either. You got the Vikings on a buy and the Buccaneers on a buy. It does hurt me, Hank, because the Vikings have been my second leading scoring position. Right. Of my, and I've got them in two. They've been great. I've got them in two leagues and they've really done well. Buccaneer wise, offensively, Jameis, you're probably not starting Jameis. You might have started Mike Evans. He might have been a wide receiver two for you, one or two. You're not going to have him this year or this week. Right. But besides that, anybody else, Vikings wise, McKinnon, you may have started him as a running back. Probably not. If you did, he was your flex. Stephon Diggs. Stephon Diggs, maybe. Maybe. So, I mean, you're not talking about major teams with. A huge, you know, one or two huge players. So, I mean, really, if you've got bye weekends that you're dealing with, uh, bye weeks this week, then you're not really hurt all that bad unless you have the Vikings D. Because, like you said, I mean, that's been a a cornerstone of your team. And, you know, I can't cut them. Heck no. So, I hold them. That means I'm going to have to give up another position, a wide receiver running back, which, anyway, I – we're playing each other this I week. I hate too. to hear this dilemma <laughs> that you're having, Chad, because I, yes. I, I wish you the best. Yeah, I bet you do, fella. Yeah, so Hank and I will be squaring off this weekend on uh, for our fantasy matchup. Uh, good luck to you, sir. I hope you lose by one. Thank you very much. Um, injury report. not too, This is the weakest or the lightest injury report, if you will, that we've seen all week. Eric Decker, he's been hurt for the last two weeks. The Jets finally moved him to injury reserve. Uh, Jordan Reed, tight end. 
number two, really behind Gronkowski, that's the way he was drafted, evaluated for concussion. Right. We got any news on that or that he's just in concussion protocol? He's right just now? in concussion protocol. Yeah. And, you know, that, that happened after right after the game. So, I mean, it wasn't like it was a specific hit, you know, obviously they saw something and they just wanted to bring him into the protocol. Right. One other thing that I, I'm just hearing about right now. So Sammy Coates had a huge game for the Steelers. This two touchdowns, 139 yards. He had a cut or something. I think it was on his left arm. Well, he showed up at practice today with some type of soft cast. Um, So they don't, they've not, there's no information that's been out about how he got the cut, why he's got a cast on. So, anyway, if you got Sammy Coates and you're starting him as your flex, which I did in one of my leagues, keep your eye on him. He might not be able to go this weekend because of that. So, we'll add him to our injury report. Um, waiver Wire Wonders, also slim in week six, Hank. Yeah, not is. too many out there. Um, I'll hit, uh, hit you all with a couple. I think you might have a couple, too. Y'all keep your eye on Deion Lewis. He's the New England Patriots back. He should be back soon. People might have stashed him to hold until he got back from his injury, or if he's sitting on the waiver wire, you might want to pick him up now and insert him, in, insert him into your lineup in about a week or two when he comes back. Also, you've got Mike Wallace, the wide receiver for uh, Baltimore. Um, if you're really desperate at wide receiver, he's out there on your waiver wires. Grab him. Who you got, Hank? Uh, Chris Ivory's out there. You know, he, he may be somebody that with Jacksonville, with Yeldon, um, Underperforming. Underperforming. He yeah. may be somebody you want to pick up. And then Jalen Richard from Oakland. Yeah. He's had um he's had actually pretty he's actually put together a pretty good game log. Last time he had, uh, last game he had twelve point seven. He started the season with sixteen points. He's had a couple of knuckleheads in the middle, mm-hmm. but um maybe they're gonna start using him more. So Jalen Richard should definitely be out there on your waiver wire. Absolutely. And the other running back that's in Oakland's backfield because uh, Latavius Murray, he's not gonna play again this week. So it's DeAndre Washington. Jalen Richards got actually majority more touches than DeAndre Washington. So maybe the Raiders offense or offensive coaches are seeing what they like in Jalen a little bit more than DeAndre. They're going to split carries regardless. So anyway, um, keep your eye on that. He might be a good flex play this week. Also, Justin Forsett just signed with the Lions. Did you see that? They picked him up off waivers. He signed with the Lions. What I read is that they anticipate him taking the Abdullah role and Riddick goes back to the third down role. We'll wow. see. I mean, that's big if that happens. Yeah. Forsett's sitting out there. Y'all, y'all can grab a Forsett right now. I just don't know if he would be ready to be inserted as to a, the first and second down back and he just signed yesterday. You I don't know, they, know if he's going to be ready. They make it real easy. You saw what Jacquez Rogers did against Carolina. I mean, how quickly did he get inserted into the lineup? That's true. And I mean, they just kept it simple. If you just keep those schemes, because you know, I, I understand all of them are really crazy, but you keep those schemes easy, and those guys can fit in and do you know what they need to. So I don't know. He might walk in and have a presence. He could. He could. Theoretic did have a great day last week. Two touchdowns. He caught a bunch of balls. Ran for about thirty-five yards. So, but that's really not Theoretic's role. Is really not full down back. You know, he's better in that third down position right. i need him though did you see did you see Forsett what he put on when he got released no i love that man he <laughs> went to twitter and he said um he said something to the fact i don't know it like exactly but he was like uh like third down back looking for work like only quality is i'm um, incredibly handsome or something <laughs> like that i mean it was love it was it. well crafted yes. i love to see Forsett out there i'm glad that he got picked up very nice Forsett, very creative, very creative. Hank, we got some breaking news. Breaking news. All right, buddy. Hot off the wire. Cam Newton showed up for practice today, which means if he's 
throw in the ball. He's out on the practice field. When you're under concussion protocol, you know, you're really not even supposed to kind of mingle with the team. They're supposed to keep you away from everybody. So, obviously, if he's out on the field and he's joining his teammates, that looks up for Newton owners for this week. Uh, You guys keep your eye on that. Also, Tony Romo, Jerry Jones said, it's a miracle. Tony Romo is healed. So, I don't know what's happened there. So he went from a broken vertebrae, broken back, whatever. Now he's healed. He won't – they're saying they're targeting him for being able to play first week in November, still about two or three weeks away. Right. Hank, Dak Prescott, this rookie quarterback for Dallas, he's five, four and one. Let's say week nine, let's say he's seven and two. Tony Romo's back. What would you do? Would you take a hot Dak Prescott off a team that he's led to seven wins and insert Tony Romo? What, tell me how you would handle this Lord, as, a, no. as a coach. You know, the, 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 the biggest thing in a football or any sport locker room is chemistry sure. and momentum. Yes. And that's what they have right now. And, you know, Tony Romo has been a big part of that organization. But he hasn't been the greatest quarterback of all time. Right. If we're talking about Brady, if we're talking about Brady coming back, you take whoever out of there to put Brady in there. Right. I don't think Romo's the same person. I think he comes back and throws four picks if they put him in there. Me too. So I would stay with Prescott and roll the dice because I think that kid is playing really well. Yes, absolutely. I completely agree with you, man. Don't. Rock the boat. You got a dude that's four and one. Everybody's buying into him. They like playing with him. You're gonna bring an old weathered, broken down Tony Romo to to screw it all up in the middle of the season. Uh-uh. I'm with you, buddy, all day long. Leave Dak Prescott in there. Hank, I know you've been waiting to talk about this one. So it was announced yesterday. Colin Kaepernick, he's been announced as the starter, taking Blaine Gabbert's role. What do you think about this transition? I know we talked Blaine Gabbert sucks, but is it time for Kaepernick? Is it, I mean, he, can he turn it around there in uh, San Francisco? I think all San Francisco doing, is doing right now is evaluating what they have because they're trying to figure out what for next year. I mean, they're terrible. They're one in four. They're terrible. Yeah. And so what they're trying to figure out is we got two guys that we got to figure out what we have. Okay. If we have to see if Kaepernick could be a backup next year. If we're going to have to guarantee him money, if we're going to do it, and they won't know that by sitting, having him sitting there on the bench. Yes. They know Gabbert will not demand any more than backup money next year. So right. they know what that guy's all about. They know and what if they, they got. lose yep. it, that's okay. But they know that's their backup next year if they need to. they got to figure out if Kaepernick is the same head case that was in the football games last time. So this is this has nothing to do with this protest. This has nothing to do with – um, anything other than San Francisco is trying to figure out what they have on their bench and what they're going to get next year. And what does your gut tell you will happen with this situation? They're going to I, – I don't think Kaepernick will come back and play well. You don't? I don't – there's a lot going on with him. He didn't play – it would be one thing if he was out there playing well the last time he played. Mm-hmm. But I just feel like with the way he played last time and – the controversy he had at the beginning of the year, and the he better feel some pressure because this is he's auditioning again, yeah, this or is interviewing it. again. Yeah, this is it, and I don't know who else out on the market is going to want this guy if this doesn't happen. I just don't feel like I don't feel like he's going to play well. I'll tell you my feeling about this. So within the last three, let's say six months, 
Colin Kaepernick, and actually even his teammates have said this, he's a different dude. You know, they said in the locker room he's a different dude. Before, and I didn't realize what was – nobody liked him on the team. He was kind of a diva. Well, now he's been brought back to earth. You know, like he ain't the hero anymore. He's like the goat. But And he wouldn't talk to any of his teammates in the locker room. He was always by himself. Now they're start, he's – He's opening up. He's talking not just about, you know, football, but all the other things going on. But so the, his team's starting to like him a little, if you will. Mm-hmm. Second, Chip Kelly is the quarterback. Chip Coach. Kelly. Coach. What I say? Oh, the quarterback. Coach. <laughs> Coach Chip Kelly. And remember what he would do at Oregon with the quarterback? Colin Kaepernick fits that mold. Absolutely. Perfectly. Absolutely. Perfectly, you know. Spread them out. Hurry up. Let's run. The quarterback can run. I mean, you – and Colin Kaepernick's got all the skills to do it, or he did. We'll see. He's, he hadn't played since 2014. All right. So let's see if he continues to. I think he'll be better than most people anticipate. I'm not going to say he's going to save the world and make the playoffs, but I think Colin Kaepernick will be a little bit better than the experts predict. Let's leave it at that. Right. Any other breaking news there, Hank? I do have some breaking news for Go you ahead. that I wanted to talk about that we didn't discuss before. Have you seen what Greg Hardy has decided to do with his life? Become an MMA fighter, is that correct? He has. And yes. you know, which may be great because he's got a ton of anger issues. Sure. And he just wants to take it to the ring, beat up on some people, win a couple, you know, belts, hold it over the head. You know, listen, he wants to he realizes he's not getting back in the NFL. Right. At least not anytime soon. And that window is closing quickly. The problem for that is, is have you seen that people are rallying around not not Teams, there's a lot of people in sports that are urging the MMA community not to let them in. Really? Yes. They're saying that there is a huge responsibility with bringing this guy in Hmm. with his baggage. And so they're actually working. I mean, there's people out there just urging MMA not to bring him in. So, you know, that's, I I feel like that's bad on one. You you know, this guy's trying to figure out what he's going to do. It's his life. Right. Now, has he been a bad dude? Absolutely. I mean, he's made some bad decisions and he cannot fit anywhere. But um, he's maybe he's turned it around. I don't know. And you believe in giving someone a second chance. I'm a big second yeah, chance I'm guy. Yeah, me too. I'm, but he's had a second chance. This is like his third, maybe his fourth chance. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I believe in a second chance. And I yeah. believe that you ought to give people these second chances. But i tell you, man, that's a big dude. And if he were to flip on you, he'd hurt you. Yeah, absolutely. Well, when are they... He doesn't have a bout scheduled or anything, though, right? No, they said if he were to fight, it'd be in 2017. And, you know, MMA fights, they're like, oh, you want to fight? And this would be a huge money fight. Yeah, I mean, not huge, but it'd be a big draw. Sure. And if they're like, oh, you want to fight? Six week, you need a six, six week camp, right? Six and that's week it. camp. Let's go. Let's go in six weeks. Yeah. And so it's not like like a Tyson fight where they they'd ink it in January and they're fighting in November, right? It is. Oh, we're going to do this in six weeks. All right, and it's still probably 2017 that he's going to fight mm-hmm. if he's able to. But um, I mean, you imagine having him and uh, what's the cat with the saber on his chest? Oh. Yes. Oh, what is that dude's name? That big Brock dude? Lesnar. Lesnar. Because yes. they both be heavyweights. Could sure. you imagine Brock Lesnar and that guy that facing be, off in the ring? That would sell a lot of pay per views. Are you kidding me? A ton of pay per views. Those yeah. those two angry guys would yeah. kill each other. And the media would hype that thing. Yeah, it would be crazy. I'm sure. I'm sure UFC and MMA is just salivating at yeah. the chance to get their hang, hands on Greg Hardy. Mm. Be interesting to see how that turns out, Hank. Thanks for bringing that part up. 
Hi, I'm Alan. I'm Chris. And we're the co-host of Foot Candle Films, a movie review and film discussion show here on TheMesh.TV. Each episode, we talk about some new movies, cover some film news, and have some recommendations. And trust us, we're just as likely to talk about the latest Jim Jarmusch film as we are the newest Transformers installer. Hold on, don't get too crazy. Uh, well, okay, maybe not that bad. But you can find our show and all our episodes on TheMesh.TV. Plus, you can subscribe to get new episodes delivered right to your computer or mobile device. We'll see you in the ticket line. And before we go into um, our fantasy 45, fastest 45 seconds, fantasy football. Yeah, brother. You see what your boy Hogan did? Not hey, a- brother. <laughs> the Chris Hogan had the game of his life. And we, oh, dude, you were on that one. You were on that one last week, Hank. I love it. I just th- talking about the squared circle or whatever just made me think of Hulk Hogan. Right there. <laughs> brother. Hey, brother. All right, buddy. Let's roll right into the Fantasy 45. We're going to start with the first game. This is interesting. Normally on Thursday night, there's a college football game, Hank, that goes up against the NFL game. Mm -hmm. This weekend, no college football, but there is a baseball game. So the Dodgers do play the Nationals Thursday night, and the game the NFL's putting out for us all to enjoy is the Denver Broncos at the San Diego Chargers. Okay, so Denver – Took their first defeat at the hands of the Falcons last week. They brought the rookie quarterback in because Simeon has been out. Lynch didn't perform very well. Do you see his facial hair? No, it's I horrible. did not. Is it really? <laughs> Worse than Paul Breeding's? <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Paul. <laughs> so, anyway, the Denver's traveling. I don't know if – I think Simeon will be able to play. It seems like the Denver offense needs him. That Lynch dude is not ready. Not ready yet. San Diego at home. Plus the three, total 44-and-a-half. I, I like San Diego in this game. I mean, I, you know, the defense of Denver is, you know, you can't question. I feel like Simeon's just getting into his role. Maybe a, a, a week out, maybe enough of a hiccup to kind of have him to need another week to get back. If he didn't, if the other cat is in there, sorry. Exactly. So I'm taking San Diego. I like him. Think about this. San Diego can do one thing, and that is score. They can score. Phillip Rivers will throw the ball all over the place. If Lynch is in – he can't move. They can't score. I don't care how good Denver's defense is. Rivers is going to get you at least 17 to 20 at least minimum. Lynch gets you seven, you yeah. know. And Atlanta played well, though. Let's they not, did. like, hammer them. Yeah. Atlanta played really well. Absolutely. I like San Diego plus this 3-2 at home. San Diego has been knocking on the door at, for a win. You know, they've got the, they got an early win, but they've been in every ball game. They haven't been blown out yet. I like San Diego at home plus the three. Next up, this is – it would have been the highlight of the this schedule if Cincinnati would get their stuff straight. They suck. I predicted them to have, be one of the contenders in the AFC this year. They look terrible. They're traveling to New England. New England right now opened at a six-point favorite. Now they're a nine-point favorite at home. Tom Brady's back, and boy, did he have a day last week. Did you think he would – Put up the numbers that he did his first game back. Hell yeah, you, I did. You, Didn't you, you remember that? me telling you that that guy is going to come back pissed? Yeah, you're right. You did say that. Four yeah. touchdowns? Oh, good Lord. To Bennett. Yeah, three to Bennett, one to Hogan. <laughs> <laughs> what you like in this game? Cincinnati traveling to New England. Cincinnati has to prove to me that they can win a game. Yeah. And I got to tell you, Tom Brady's just getting into his, his field. He ain't even – like, he used Gronk, but wait till he – starts passing touchdowns to that guy sure you know it's on yeah. it's on in new england and the best thing that ever happened in new england is they won early so there's not that pressure right Brady doesn't have the pressure to win he just has the pressure to go out there and play they're going to get that nine points yeah i i'm gonna link yeah yeah i think so too they're at home 
Cincinnati stinks. Hey, brother. Hey, keep this, <laughs> keep this in mind, you fantasy fanatics. So I heard that Jeremy Hill is a little banged up. Okay, a little banged up. If he doesn't play, look for Gio Bernard to have a game. I'm telling you, Cincinnati, Andy Dalton's not getting it. Something's not clicking. Look for Gio to step up in Jeremy Hill's absence. If he doesn't play, now if Jeremy Hill plays, then I'm, it's all bets are off the table. Mm-hmm. But if Hill does not play, look for Gio to have a hell of a game. I'm probably going to play Gio in some of my DFS FanDuel stuff. Um, A.J. Green, I'm concerned a little bit. I've got A.J. Green. He'll have a monster, and then he's quiet. Then he'll have a monster, and then he's quiet again. Knowing what Cincinnati's going through right now, you know, they're not consistent much. Would you tr- put A.J. Green on the trading block, and let's say, to try to get like a Marvin Jones and a – I was going to say, you better say and a. And a, yes. And a like running back two. If you if let's say I was in dire need. Like a D'Angelo? Not D'Angelo, no. I'm, <laughs> no. I'm talking about like Terrence West, but better. You know what I'm saying? Like that category. Right. RB2. Right. What would you – would you even think about that? See – what are you three and two, right? Three and two. You're three and two. I always while you're winning, ish. I mean, you got you got a playoff run, right? Yeah, you gotta got to dance with I, the chick that brought you. I know you're right, but what I'm thinking, my running back play is so horrific. I don't know. I'm just worried that Andy Dalton, AJ Green's value is pretty high right now. You know, mm-hmm. if he continues to slip, it'll just right decrease. And so maybe you strike where the irons are. You're right. I don't want to give up AJ Green for anything. Mm-hmm. It's just a Something I was going to throw out there, Hank. Stop thinking about that, Chad. Like that, Chad. Yes. So anyway, I'm going to lean with you on New England. Minus the nine. They'll probably get it done at home. Next up, Baltimore travels to the New York Giants. This Giants team's in disarray as well. And Baltimore's slipping a little bit. Both teams have lost two in a row. Giants at home. One o'clock kick. Minus three. Total 44. I think the Giants get it together this week. I think the receiving core is going to get back to reality and. Eli is not going to be such a whiny baby this week. I think they're going to come back, win this game. Do you like, let's say, you know, Odell Beckham has had his ups and downs. He really hasn't performed as a number two overall draft pick. Baltimore's defense, okay, but not stellar. You trust, you got to start Odell Beckham regardless, but can you count on him for 100 yards this game? I mean, what are we expecting of him now? I, I, I'm hoping that after what happened two weeks ago, you know, with this blow up and this, I hope he comes out because you know you. It's one thing to talk about receivers as being like just arrogant. You want them to. They got to go across the middle sure. and get blasted. Mm-hmm. You want them to be arrogant. I want them to come back confident and have a big game and not be worried about the other stuff. And last week, you could tell that it was still part of his it was, psyche. It was yes. And so maybe this week, but he's a young guy. Yeah. You know, some of those older guys. But I think I think I think this is the week. That yeah. he gets 100 yards. I like the Giants minus the 3-2, Hank, and I think Odell Beckham will get 100 yards plus a touchdown. It will be interesting to see on Baltimore's side of the ball. They fired their offensive coordinator. They've got a new one this week. Terrence West, the running back that they've just really slid in, got rid of Forsett, he's almost had 100 yards two straight games. I wonder if they were going to change anything up with this new offensive coordinator coming in. Do they throw the ball more with Flacco? Are they going to run the ball more with West? I guess we'll just have to watch and find out. I have no idea. Uh, but I do know. I do like the Giants minus the three. All right. The Panthers. God, playing the – okay. Panthers go to the Saints, right? Panthers just laid another egg against Tampa Bay Monday night football in front of the nation. Granted, Cam wasn't there. They hung in the game. 
but they don't look good. They look horrible. They, they look terrible. Even right? their staples look horrible. Right, right. I mean, how can you run on the – like, I'm thinking defense. Their defense was so soft. And they are getting run all over. And Ron Rivera came out this today mm-hmm. and said his star defenders and offensive players are pressing. Mm-hmm. He can see it. Mm-hmm. And that's what great, you know, that's that's what great teams that are kind of losing control do is they are like, I'm the greatest player on the league. I need to stop this. And that's right. probably what Keekley's doing. That's probably what, you know, those guys are doing. Yeah. Do you think they get it back into gear against another team coming off a bye that needs a win badly? That's the Saints. They need a win badly just as much as the Panthers. I think they're one in three with a bye. Vegas got the Panthers favored on the road, minus the three, total 53-and-a-half. Neither one of them at this point can stop each other. Yeah. And so what's the over-under on 53 this? 53-and-a-half. 53-and-a-half is a lot of points. If Cam comes back, I say that they score that. Me too. And, and I like the over on that game. Me too. Um, but I kind of like New Orleans. And I hate to say that because I love the Panthers. But you would not demand it out of this show if we didn't tell you <laughs> what we thought. Sure. And, and I, I, don't like, I don't like the Panthers going in there and winning. I don't like the Panthers. Remember when they had they, they would? This is how the Panthers and favored, yeah, and they're favored on the on the road. So they would have a great year, and then they'd win two games the next year. Then they have a pretty good year, and then they win three games. I think this is one of those years where they stink the whole. They don't get it together, and this game will be a test. If they can get a win here, get kind of back on track. Maybe they can pull it together to make a playoff run. If they win this or lose this game, and they go one and five. Dude, that's trouble. They're not going to win this. They won't win the South. No, because Atlanta is already they're four, four and one. one. Yes, yeah, so right. But the good four. thing is that everybody else sucks in that. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It's Atlanta it looks like they're the cream right now. Right. But let's watch what happens in this game. If Carolina can do what it takes to win, maybe they'll get it turned around. And I bet they will get it turned around. But I still think New Orleans is going to win this game. I so, do too. So anyway, let's look and see what happens. All right, buddy. Pittsburgh travels to Miami. Miami, to me, is the second worst team in the entire league, Cleveland being the worst. But at least Cleveland's competitive. Miami just straight out stinks. Ryan Tannehill is no quarterback. He needs to go back to being a receiver. That's what he was at Texas A&M. He was a receiver. He wasn't a quarterback. He's getting paid $50 million. He's getting paid quarterback money. You could throw better than him. You know I mean? This team is I'm in, 40. Yeah, you're 40. This team is in disarray. Hank, right now, Miami at home is a seven and a half point dog to Pittsburgh. Total 47 and a half. I think Pittsburgh's kind of like New Orleans. They can score, but they have a little bit better defense. So they can stop, you know, so yeah. they're going to score. They're going to get theirs and they're going to be able to stop them. There is no chance Miami comes out with a win here. No way. It's impossible. I'm with you too. Pittsburgh can pick the number they want to win this by. They are traveling. So that always adds a little bit of trouble. But Pittsburgh looks to me like legit this year. Their defense is better and their offense is unstoppable. I really like Pittsburgh a lot at seven and a half. I got four things for you. Roethlisberg, Tannehill, Le'Veon Bell. No running back. Jay Ajayi. Jay Ajayi. Okay. And then you have Brown versus Landry. Landry. Right. Yeah. There's no hope. Yeah. And then you've got Coach Mike Tomlin against Adam Case is for Gase is first year. I mean, it's there's no right. there's no contest. No, yeah, Pittsburgh all day long. Next up, Jacksonville Jaguars. They are in. Okay, this team. I I hate this team. I've predicted them to have. Oh, well, I mean, I pre- they've got all their the sons pieces. and brothers on this team. <laughs> I've got you know they've got all the pieces of the puzzle. 
get it together. You got you're supposed the quarterback's supposed to be legit. He sucks. Bortles, you know, you called that. You were like, I'm not high on Bortles because I was. I was like, with all these weapons, Bortles will get the job done. He's done nothing. He sucks. You got wide receivers galore. You should have a good running back. Your defense, you had four number one picks starting, and then you got two guys that were pro bowlers last year, and they can't stop anybody. Jacksonville. This goes to show you how bad Jacksonville is. Chicago is favored over Jacksonville, and Chicago is the third worst team in the NFL. Chicago, minus two and a half, 47. <laughs> take the under. Yes, all day. The take under. the under. Yes. And I'm going to take Chicago. You just sold me on yes. it. Do it. I will, too. Jacksonville stinks they out loud. <laughs> they stink out loud. Yes, they really That's are. That's not the sense that the cover stinks, <laughs> but I'll take it. Yeah, let's go Chicago, even though Chicago does, too. Hey, the worst of the – the least of the stinkies will go with Chicago minus the two and a half under the 47. We'll take you to Buffalo Town where the Buffalo Bills host the San Francisco 49ers. Colin Kaepernick will be leading these 49ers as they travel to Buffalo. Buffalo, eight-point favorite, total 45. Watkins is back though, right? He's not. He's elected to not have surgery, which means he's going to try to play. You know, he's still banged, but he's going to try to play. We'll keep your eye on the injury report. All right. I'm, I'm not feeling – Kaepernick, I don't think he's going to have the game quite like you think he's going to be a little bit better than I do. Mm -hmm. I don't think he comes in, gets it done, especially away, coming all the way across the country, being in Buffalo. You know, they got – I don't feel like they're going to come in and be able to pull it off, especially with Kaepernick. You got Buffalo minus the eight. I'm going to go the opposite direction. I think it's going to be a little bit closer game. Buffalo still gets the win, but San Francisco keeps it to with under a touchdown. I do like the under in this, though. I like the under in this game. You just imagine a lot of Carlos Hyde. You want to start him if you've got him fantasy-wise. A lot of running that ball. Kaepernick hadn't played in over a year. They're not. Their offense will not be him throwing the ball over the field, I guarantee you. Let's, it'll be a time clock consuming kind of game. Let's go under the total 45. I'm leaning San Fran plus the eight. Hank's leaning Buffalo. Let's go to Detroit Lions. They got a win last week. They beat the undefeated Philadelphia Eagles, and they did it with Stafford not having his best game. It's an average game, but they got it with a dose of Theo Reddick. Two touchdowns through the air. They uh, played a Pretty good defensive game against the Eagles. They're going to up against the Los Angeles Rams. Detroit, a three-and-a-half-point favorite total, 43-and-a-half. I think I like Detroit. I mean, even though they didn't play – Matthew Stafford's a good quarterback. Yes. He and he's going to play – he's going to have a game where, where he doesn't play well. I think he comes back and play, plays well. I like Detroit. I like Detroit at home as well, Hank. They're right in the mix for their uh, – like in their, their conference, really, their division. Um conference. Yeah, <laughs> the Northwest 4A uh, conference, you know, the Hickory Hydra <laughs> Tornadoes versus St. Stephen's. They got Maiden this week. Yeah, Maiden is going to be a tough game. East Burke on the deck next week. Um, I like Detroit at home. They seem to play better. And I, anyway, Stafford looks confident back there. The last couple years, he was erratic. He looks confident. Uh, looks like he knows what he's doing. Let's take Detroit minus the three. The total 43 and a half. I would probably lean. I think it's going to be right at that number. But I'm going to lean over. I can see him getting 44. Before you waste your breath on the next game, yes, sir. Do we even have to talk about it? <laughs> we really don't have to. We can, we can, <laughs> but go ahead. Let's, yeah, we, we might as we well. got listeners out. Oh, there. Oh yeah, come on. I know there's a couple of Cleveland Brown fans, and I know there's at least one Tennessee Titan fan out there, Tucker. So Tennessee at home minus the six and a half against the Cleveland Browns, who are they haven't won a game, right? I'm not sure if they can score seven together. <laughs> 
Let's see what their record is. The Cleveland Browns. Yeah, I think they're over. Yeah, they're over over five. They have not tasted the sweet taste of victory yet. Have you seen their quarterback, Charlie Whitehurst? He has flowing hair. Oh, yes. Right. That guy is bottom of the barrel right there. When when they announced that he was in and replaced Cody Kessler, I was like, what in the world is going on in this world if Charlie Whitehurst is a starting quarterback in the NFL? Dang. You got it. I mean, it's really starting to get out of control. So, I mean, <laughs> uh, there is no way that Cleveland wins with that cat behind center. Right. Um, I, Tennessee is not good. You know, they're not good either. But they're competitive, man. Right. They're in games. What did they do last week? Let me find them. I'd rather have Northview against the Tennessee Titans. <laughs> the Titans beat the Dolphins last week, thirty to seventeen. But we know everyone knows how we feel about the Dolphins. Second worst team. Second worst team. Exactly. Yeah, I like Titans all day against this floundering Cleveland team. Let's go Tennessee minus the seven and under the forty three and a half. We've got a uh, division rivalry game next here, uh, Hank. We're going to kick off at one o'clock. The Washington Redskins play host to the Philadelphia Eagles. The Skins get a win last weekend, and the Eagles got their first loss what will happen this week vegas has got them philadelphia minus two point favorite on the road total 45 i like philadelphia on the road you know this is a big game for their fans their fans hate each other Mm -hmm. and it's like you know this you either grew up a a washington fan or a pittsburgh fan or a philadelphia fan fan. and uh, i think I, i think philadelphia although we garbage fired the hell out of them and i'll take blame for that i will you know they've surprised us yes i think they're gonna win yeah, I like Philadelphia on the road, too. I think Washington is just overrated. They did get a win last week against Baltimore, but I think it was flukish. Um, Baltimore struggling with their offensive coordinator. that He's fired now, so that's why they didn't put that many points up. Philadelphia seems legit to me. Also, I did read – or, yes, I read yesterday from their head coach that Ryan Matthews, who we joked out tremendously at the beginning of the year, he's healthy now. They said, don't worry, he is our starting running back, and he will be for the season unless he gets hurt, which – he could. He's done it every other year. Um, what was our over-under on him, five games? Five games, yeah. And he was out. He was out. He was out like week three. He didn't even play. Right. So, anyway, I like Philadelphia, two minus the two on the road, the total 45. I'm going to lead a little bit under here. Carson Wentz, um, let's say, Hank, between these two quarterbacks, not fantasy-wise, but moving forward as an NFL quarterback, who do you like better, Cousins or Wentz moving forward. Wentz all day. I mean, he's proven himself that he he at least is is going to be a serviceable quarterback. I mean, last week I picked him up to because Breeze was on by yeah. as a fantasy option, and he was. I mean, he scored twenty points. Yeah, he had. I'm looking at his numbers right here. He had two touchdowns and 260 yards passing, and he's done that consistently every game. Every game. So I like him. Yeah. Um, y'all keep your mind on this. If Jordan or keep your eye on this, Jordan Reed, if he's out with a concussion, Cousins leans on Reed. You know, he'll target him about eight to ten times a game. If he's that safety blanket's not there for Cousins, Philadelphia could roll them. So let's like Philadelphia minus the two. I'm gonna lean under the 45. Here's our 405 game, our late afternoon kicks. Oakland, who's playing well, hosts the Kansas City Chiefs, a division game. This is very important. Um, the line opened up as Oakland minus two. It's been bet down to a pick'em, Hank. The total's forty-seven. I like Oakland, man. Anybody they're putting in that backfield's performing, kind of. So you know, I I think Carr's playing well. Um, it's on their home turf. They're proven to be one of the the top ones in the division. I like them. I'm going the opposite way. I'm going to lean the Chiefs. Check this out. I think Jamal Charles starts getting more of the carries this week, right? So he's been 
kind of they haven't given him his full workload. I think they give it to him this week. That's why if you can get him in a trade now, you wouldn't have to give up too much, I wouldn't think, to get Jamal Charles. I would try to get him now. That would be my philosophy because I think they're going to start using him more. I'm going to lean Kansas City Chiefs plus the one on the road in a heavily contested divisional contest. 425 kick. Here we go. Atlanta. This is going to be a good game, Hank. 425. Atlanta travels to Seattle. Seattle coming off the bye. Atlanta coming off a high. They just beat Denver. Total. Actually, Seattle minus six. Total 46. It's tough. It is tough because Atlanta is playing. I I feel like Atlanta's offense is probably the one that's clicking the most. I mean, to have two backs doing what they're doing, have people catching the ball. I mean, they're actually playing really well. Um, But we're still waiting to see Seattle's defense be Seattle's defense. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, not to say that they can't be that. Um, So I don't think that they're going to score quite prolifically like they did in the last games. Atlanta isn't. So um, I think Atlanta makes it closer than six. And so I like Atlanta going in there as the underdog. Yep, I like Atlanta too, plus the six. And, you know, if you've got one of these two running backs for Atlanta, we're talking fantasy now, Tevin Campbell or uh, uh, Freeman, you feel comfortable. I mean, you could start those dudes. Do you I start Devonta Freeman. I mean, I start, start Tevin Campbell, Tevin Campbell in, in the my flex, flex spot. I mean, he's scoring – 20-some a game. Every, consistently. I mean, he had one stinker, but the majority of the time, that dude is catching at least five balls, 80 yards minimum, at least a touchdown. The dude is balling. And Freeman on the ground, he's unreal. He is. Yeah, they've got a really good tandem in these two guys. And so, yeah, if you've got Tevin um, – Tevin Coleman. Coleman, not Tevin Campbell. Go ahead and start him and your flex all day long. 425, this is a good one, Hank. Dallas travels to Green Bay, Lambeau Field. We mentioned uh, Dak Prescott as a rookie putting up great, great numbers. Can he do it in Lambeau, though? Green Bay, four and a half at home, total 47. I feel like I'm taking a lot of favorites here, but I just, you know, it's it's tough to play when it starts getting cold. That team gets really good. The, the atmosphere gets good. I don't think Dallas, that's a new spot for Dak. You know, mm-hmm. Prescott. So I think, True. I don't think that, uh, he's going to be able to, I think he's going to make it competitive. I mean, I think they're going to score some points and it's going to be competitive, but I don't think that they can come out there with a W. Does that line look fishy to you? Like when you think Green Bay at home against a rookie quarterback, why is the line only four and a half? I thought Green Bay at home. Green Bay at home, they just played the Giants last week. You know what? The, the line was seven. Are you telling me a rookie led Dallas Cowboy team? And the line's only four and a half. That seems odd to me. I don't know. But, but Elliott's playing well. Yes. Oh, he is a lot better than the Giants running back right. situation. Right. You know, I know what you're saying. That line to me is begging for Green Bay money, meaning like Las Vegas set the line. Oh, everybody's going to bet Green Bay. That's why I'm taking Dallas plus the four and a half. You know, contrarian. You are contrarian, a crafty one. Contrarian, yes. And I'm going to lean a little under that total 47 and a half. Sunday night game, Indianapolis traveling to Houston. Luck. They need a win. I think they got a win. Yep, they got a win last week. They barely squeaked by the Bears, 29-23. Andrew Luck finally putting up some numbers. He uh, threw two touchdowns, 300-plus yards. Number right here at at Houston, three-and-a-half point favorite, 46. Houston's going to go – I think Houston has played terrible. I think that they – and they're not going to play well this week, I don't think, either. I, their defense isn't playing well. Osweiler looks he, like the worst – Quarterback pick seventy five million. He's number seventh ranked quarterback salary wise. I'd be pissed if I was eight. Oh, me. <laughs> <laughs> me but their defense is not playing well, and 
Luck is a good quarterback if he can get some time. Yeah. And that defense is supposed to be legit, you know, with Watt and Clowney and all them. And they're not putting the pressure on the quarterback like, you know, no. they used to. Yeah. I'm taking uh, Indianapolis. They're going to go in there and they're going to win. I like them too. Colts on a little bit of a semi-roll here. They got some confidence after they beat the Bears. I think they continue it. Let's go two in a row for the Colts. Let's take the Colts plus the three and a half on the road to Houston. And last but not least, the Monday night special, the Jets going to Arizona. Both teams reeling. The Jets really stink. They're probably bottom seven in the entire NFL right now, sitting at one and four or one and one and five against Arizona. Arizona had a better what they what Arizona do last week, Hank. They uh, oh they beat San Francisco in the Thursday night game. So they've had an extra couple days of rest. Vegas has got them as an eight point favorite total, forty seven. I like Arizona. I just I I think um, Fitzpatrick has not turned into the quarterback that they really need him to be. And Brendan Marshall saved his butt on that TD that he caught that should have been intercepted. Right. So I don't necessarily think that. Um, I think Carson Palmer is still a good quarterback. I think they're still good. Uh, David Johnson's a monster out there. He's one of the top three fantasy football players in the land right, right. now. Don't you think? Yeah, and they've got three guys that can catch a football. So it it's going to be hard to keep them down. Right. So I, I would say that I like Arizona. I like Arizona too. Minus the eight at home. Look for a 14-point win and then to embarrass the Jets. You know what I did talking about this Arizona offense? I had Michael Floyd in one of my leagues. John Brown was available on the waiver wire. I cut Michael Floyd today and picked up John Brown. Yep. I have Michael Floyd sitting on my bench. Yeah. I don't He's not done anything. He had done John Brown to me, he's healthy finally. He had the concussion early. Uh, Carson Palmer likes to go to him. Floyd seems kind of a little bit out of the mix. I like John Brown moving forward more than, greater than, right. Michael Floyd. Can I ask you a question? Shoot. This is uh, for one of our fans in Charlotte. Okay. They posed a text uh, message to me today, earlier today, and they want to know, if you had to choose for this weekend, Chad East, would you rather go with Carson Palmer in that Monday night game? Okay. Or would you go with Dak in Green Bay? Okay. That's a that's a great question. Thank you, uh fanatic this is what i would lean okay carson palmer coming off the concussion right monday night against the jets daryl revis is on he didn't play last week and he's not gonna play again i like carson palmer in this spot better than dak at green bay right they the cowboys to be successful they're gonna run the ball have to they have to zeke's gonna get the lion's share of the carries dak could still have a good game but his ceiling is lower than Carson Palmer's is against the Jets at home. Do you right. know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. So fantasy-wise, it's Carson Palmer all day. I've got one for you. This is from Longview Lenny, let's just call him. He's asking, Hank, I've got two quarterbacks on my bench that both of them could start, Matt Stafford and Matt Ryan. Who do you like bat better? Stafford against that Lions team who they got there, Hanky. Los Angeles. Against the Rams or Matt Ryan against the Seattle defense. And both quarterbacks have done great fantasy-wise this year. They have, and that's a hard question. That is a very hard question because if you were to say that they're against equal teams, I'd take Matt Ryan right now. I mean, he is just hitting his groove. The only thing that would make me question that is Seattle. Seattle is to a point where I think their defense is going to have to play better. And so it's the only thing that questions me about Matt Ryan right now. So if you're talking about you know, who to go with right here, Oh, my gosh. It's tough, Hank. It's tough. It is tough. I think I'd stay – I think Matt Ryan's going to have the harder day. Me too. Detroit at home? 
Atlanta, Matt Ryan on the road in Seattle. Give me Detroit at home all day. That's what I would think. All right, buddy. And that's a good Fantasy 45. We breezed right through that. I think we got some good winners, Hank. Um, And let me hit you with a couple college games because we are on fire on our college picks. I'm telling you, we're smoking hot. I'm going to give you three. Let's talk about them quickly. Appalachian State plays UL Lafayette. The only reason I bring this up, it's a Wednesday night game. It's coming on tonight. Nationally televised for App State. Two nationally televised games in the first six weeks of the season. That's pretty impressive. I know nothing about Louisiana, Lafayette. I know barely anything about Appalachian State. It's in Boone. Right? (laughs) App State's a 10-point favorite on the road. Would we want to just guess at this? I'm going to bet for App. Sure. Let's let's put a little – what is it? A shekel. A little shekel on it. Let's put a shekel on it. I think think Appalachian (laughs) – you know, that pedigree of Appalachian is worth something, right? It's worth – they played on the big stage. They have. I don't know if La Tech – for whoever. Louisiana, Lafayette. I don't know if they have. That's where the water boy went, wasn't it? Yes, absolutely. That is absolutely. where the water boy went. So I <laughs> think uh, I, I'm going to take App all the way on this game. Mountaineers or bust. That's why I'm with you there, Hank. Let's go a couple more. Another big, big game. 3.30 Saturday, CBS. Alabama travels to Tennessee. Did you watch Tennessee, Texas A&M this weekend? I did. Unbelievable. They get down so far, and they somehow get back into the game. They just didn't have enough to finish this one off last week. Do they have enough to take on the Crimson Tide at home? Tennessee gets them in Neyland, minus 13, Alabama. I got to tell you, to be a Tennessee fan has got to be the worst. They're so Jekyll and Hyde, and it's horrible. And I know last week we had discussions about this, and I'm going to piss some people off here, but I do not think that Tennessee can pull this off because Alabama is a good enough team that you cannot make mistake after mistake and come back. I think Tennessee is a great team, but I don't think that Alabama is going to let them come back after they go down by 14. You're right. That's why I think Tennessee goes up. 14 sales <laughs> in the first quarter. I predicted, I predicted this and asked, and it, I told some of our volunteer fans, I was like, watch what happens. This was three weeks ago when I looked at the schedule. I said, Tennessee's going to get beat by AM. All right. So that'll be their first loss. Alabama comes a call in the following week. Tennessee shocks the world, outright upset. Tennessee, 35, Alabama, 34. Can I, can I add to this? I, I think that, um, what has happened here is that you've been selling this for three weeks and you're one <laughs> hell of a salesman. I got to tell you that you are a great salesman yes. and you've sold yourself. <laughs> you have sold yourself. I on can't this. talk my way back no, out of no, it. Right? No, I mean, it's a win's a win at this point. So, so I, you know, I, I hope it happens because I, I love my boys from Tennessee, but um, I just don't, I, you know, I've got an obligation, Chad, to, <laughs> yes. to, the, to yeah. the listeners. Sure. You All have right. to be honest with yourself and to the listeners. So you yeah. think there's no chance. Do you think Alabama covers the 13? I think they cover the 13. Wow. I think they get down by 21 and they just can't claw back. You going to watch that one? You right? What are you doing this weekend? You going to watch any games? Uh, I am going to be playing in the Pro-Am this weekend. All right. I would, guess we'll talk one more college game and let's get to what we got this weekend. I would like to see. So you're playing tennis. Yes. Okay. Um, Ohio State. This is number two in the country versus number eight in the country. Ohio State traveling to Wisconsin. Ohio State, a 10-point favorite. Do they travel to Wisconsin and just get it? Wisconsin has a hard time scoring. Yeah. yeah. What do you think happens in this I game? think Ohio State is one of the programs, like Alabama, that is just the, the big ship that continues to go down the road, and they're going to win. 
All day. I'm with you. Ohio State looks to be the diamond in the rough in the Big Ten. They, they'll cover this and win it. Two ACC quick ones. North Carolina on the road against Miami, Florida. Florida, seven-and-a-half-point favorite. We saw Carolina lay the egg against Virginia Tech last weekend. Miami, Florida, they you know they played Florida State, put up a great fight. They could have won that game. Um, it was a blocked extra point with no time on the clock to tie it and go to OT. Carolina traveling to Miami. What do you think? I seven think that's too many points. I think it's too many points. I think Carolina covers, but I don't think my I think Miami wins. Carolina covers. Yeah, I think Carolina can score. Um, they, their offense is pretty good. I don't know if they can stop Miami's offense. So I like over the total in that. I think Carolina covers too. Keeps it within seven and a half. And last but not least, my NC State Wolfpack coming on off the huge win against Notre Dame in the deluge. I had friends that were they went to that game. They actually sat in that mess. They said it rained six inches during the game. I, it was it was horrible. It, they couldn't get a snap off, a handoff. It was horrible. State travels to Death Valley. They've got Clemson, twelve o'clock noon on a Saturday. Why the, are we talking? The about number that? is seventeen and a half. Can they keep it within? Make the it twenty one. <laughs> Hank likes the Tigers. You know I'm gonna like them Wolfpack. Let's go State plus the seventeen and a half. Hank likes Clemson minus the seventeen and a half. All right, buddy. That wraps up our college picks. And real quick, you know, you just mentioned you were playing in a pro-am. Tell me exactly what that means now. Now, okay, so there's an organization in town called Family Care Center, and they do a great job of raising money for needy families. Yes. Okay? And so uh, they take sponsorships, and when you um, uh, give money in, you play in this this tournament. Cool. Now, I grew up playing tennis, but you, you know me, I, I went on to different sports. and mm-hmm. um, Badminton. <laughs> that included croquet, um, and uh, I didn't, you know, I didn't come back to it until late. Now, I am going to play. In, are you playing in this? I have a bad knee. Oh, that's right, so, dancer's yeah. knee. The dancer's knee, so I cannot participate. So, um, what but it I is, will be out there watching. Though. But what it is, it is a pro from another uh, club from around the area, and you play against another person and a pro cool and uh at any point let's let's be completely honest at any point this pro could end the point okay (laughs) especially with somebody like me i'm not a good tennis player right Right. at any point they could do one of two things they could hit it in the one by one inch spot they they know you can't get to or they could rocket a forehand towards your neck Right. right yes i'm ready for all of it yeah bring it on let's do it let's do it how about you what you got um I've got a couple, little couple soccer games, and I'm going to to a concert tomorrow night. We got some musician friends, you know, and there's a concert in Charlotte. A dude named Patrick Sweeney, not Patrick Swayze in Ghost. Patrick Sweeney. He's dead. <laughs> exactly. And the Wood Brothers. Have you heard of these? The Wood Brothers. The Wood Brothers. You ever heard of these? Groups? I have not heard of them. So Patrick. Sweeney, not Swayze. I've seen a couple times that he's played in Hickory. Phenomenal blues kind of guitar guy. Mm-hmm. Awesome. The Wood Brothers, I'm not familiar with their music, but supposedly they're wonderful. So we're traveling down there tomorrow night to watch them. And then the rest of the weekend, yeah, soccer. And we're going to come watch you play tennis on Saturday, I believe. I can't wait. Yeah, it should be a lot of fun. So until next weekend, you fantasy fanatics, peace. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.